yo, booty Yeah, you. Come here. Listen, jerky. I don't need to talk to you. But I want to because you're listening to the last three rows of horror podcast. Mike here with... Sal! And... Count Sam. That's a crossover from our last episode. Sam Samina. Yeah. All right. So you're in for a treat today, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode is going to be about horror movie conventions. Yes, that's right. Horror movie conventions. They are a thing. They do exist. And uh, I myself, I've been going to them, attending them since 2004. And I've got a ton of stories and um, experiences to share with you and i'm going to go through the do's and don'ts the proper etiquette of conventions you're going to hear all about it so uh let's start this uh, is also for uh, me and sal who i have are never been to really a horror convention before not yeah. as attendees uh, we've worked them before but never yeah that's yeah. another thing we all three of us we have worked conventions before but uh as far as attending um i don't Sal, you said you've been to like maybe two or three yeah two or three uh, so the ones I've gone to, like I said, I've been going since 2004. Um, Flashback Weekend is probably my favorite one. That's here in Chicagoland. This year, they're doing uh, their convention at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare up in Rosemont. This is the first time they're doing it at this new location. Uh, I'm actually hoping to maybe work it, but uh, if not, I will definitely be attending. I've been going to that one for the longest time since uh, 2004. I've also been to Fangoria's Weekend of Horrors. That also used to be in Rosemont. That was a lot of fun. Uh, met a whole lot of just different guests that normally wouldn't do conventions. They would always show up at Fangoria shows. I've been to the Fright Night Film Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, met Linda Blair down there. That one was really fun. I remember like the p- different panels and stuff that uh, were was going on at that one. I went to a panel on how to do uh, sound for film. That was different. Uh, plus, you know, not only is it a convention, but it's a film fest, so you get to see a ton of shorts, a ton of independent films, and usually at these conventions, you meet the filmmakers that are promoting their their work, their short films, their, their indie stuff. Um, that one was a good time. Horror Hound Magazine, I've been to their weekend once in Indianapolis. I went there in 2011. I went because Dario Argento was going to be there, but uh, canceled at the last minute. But I still went. Had a great time. I saw, um, oh, God, what's that band? Uh, Mushroom Head. I saw them play for free. That was pretty neat. Uh, And then Days of the Dead. I've gone to that convention several times. That one's kind of like a, a big party. It's horror movies, punk rock, heavy metal, and wrestling. So you gotta love it. I mean, I always that get it. Right up my alley. Yeah, I, I mean that that one. one's for everyone, and there's usually some really cool musical guests. I've seen Alice Cooper there. I've seen Jello Biafra, um, nice. and then a, just a ton of wrestlers too. Old nice. School. So Jello yeah. Biafra, I think, is punk rock Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome yeah. to the horror convention. <laughs> it's a holiday in Cambodia. This <laughs> voice is just so good. <laughs> California. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta love his voice. But back in the 80s, when uh, he was fighting the PMRC, like he brought up so many good points oh, about yeah. censorship and everything. Yeah, and all Tipper Gore did was sell everybody's yeah. records. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Free publicity. My, I'm, I'm wearing the T-shirt of uh, King Diamond. I noticed that. So like the, it. the Filthy 15, Merciful Fate, was part of the Filthy 15. Their song, uh, 
into the coven. Getting that, uh, you know, parents' discretion sticker, whatever, put on uh, all of his, you know, that, well, that album, his sales went, like, through the roof. So he thanked Tipper Gore personally. <laughs> I think there was another story I also heard one time about El Duce, you know, like Chakra. Oh, for the mentors. Duce, yeah, for the mentors. Drummer yeah. for the mentors. He was like, there was something where he was uh, like about to get thrown in jail or something for some like obscenity shit. And everyone's like, that would only like fuel yeah. his ego, you know? Like, exactly. That's all. The mentors, they were probably yeah. part of the Filthy 15. Yeah. That's another awesome uh, documentary for anybody who's interested in just a real fucked up documentary, the El Duce tapes. Yes. Uh. If you don't know the story, uh, so you want to tell it? I don't know the story. Well, okay. So <laughs> the mentors, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, did I say Sal? Sam? <laughs> hey, Sal, you want to tell a story that you don't know nothing about? Yeah. <laughs> Sam, do you want to tell the story? Uh, if you, I, you could probably tell it better. Well, okay. So the, from what I know and I've read and I've seen a few documentaries on the subject, El Duce was the lead singer of this punk rock band, The Mentors. They're kind of well, shock rock, more punk. Yeah. But a little bit of metal, too. Just the rudest, crudest. I mean, probably up there with, like, Gigi Allen as far as, like, ex- yeah. doing extreme shit on stage. I, uh, definitely, though, through the, from what I've known, El Duce is a lot more tame than, in real life yes. than uh, yeah. Gigi Allen. You know, For like, sure. Wasn't throwing shit at people. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, wasn't having anal sex with, like, a, his brother on stage, nothing like that. Yeah, Gigi Allen was a real scum fucking real life. Oh, huge scum fuck. <laughs> But anyway, so El Duce, he's the singer of this band. They had a strong underground like cult following. Um, before Kurt Cobain killed himself, El Duce has come out and said, Courtney Love paid me a couple thousand dollars to kill Kurt Cobain. And there's a, so many people out there that actually believe this, um, including you know, El Duce. Then there's a ton of people who just refute it and think it's all bullshit. I really don't know what to think. I wouldn't put it past Courtney Love because she kind of seems like a scumbag in that way. Been, there was another documentary, I think, that puts that theory forward that, like, a private investigator found out that yeah. she was trying to shop around for someone, like a hitman hit or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But El Duce eventually got drunk and wandered into it some train tracks. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't come out the other side. Right. <laughs> so so Oops. we'll never know the true story to that. <laughs> the train the train took him out. <laughs> That's what happens. But so, uh, he, so he didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely He's not. Probably inebriated. <laughs> oh, fuck, I think stop. the story is like he fell down a hill or something like that and rolled into the train tracks <laughs> when he was drunk. <laughs> so it wasn't the train that actually killed him. It was the hill. Yeah. I haven't seen the El Duce tapes. It was the tapes. booze. It was the booze. <laughs> <laughs> no, the booze actually stopped the pain from hurting. Yeah. Couple train cars. Couple train cars roll over his legs. Oh, thank God I drank beer today. <laughs> he felt real good before he bled out. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought those gym shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he probably had piss and shit covered, vomit covered. Oh, Was he that bad? Like, oh, oh, he was bad. an addict. He was an addict. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, I okay so. At conventions, you get to meet like punk rock royalty, heavy metal stars uh, all the time because they show up to these things. Actually, this year at Flashback is going to be Charlie Benante from Anthrax. He is now uh, a Chicago native, well, has been for a few years, and uh, he's going to do the convention. He's a big horror movie freak. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, conventions are a ton of fun. I used to really look forward to them every year when I was younger. Like It would be like my favorite day out of the year. Would would to be go to going to flashback weekend, so as I was saying earlier, there's uh, you know there's proper etiquette, this and that. You learn from experience, and I like I said, I've been going to these for so long. I've learned a few things, and number one, 
don't get starstruck. Don't make a fool out of yourself. Don't make it uncomfortable for the actor slash celebrity that's going to be there. You got to kind of, you have to contain yourself and your enthusiasm. Party with you. Yeah, right. Don't be like Jack Black <laughs> and uh, Saving Silverman sending naked pictures to Neil Diamond. <laughs> I want to party with you. Yeah. Don't don't be that guy. So I shouldn't be on my hands and knees going, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> you know, I would only do that. I, okay. So when I first started in the entertainment industry at House of Blues, that was my first job. Uh, I worked there for like two years, met a ton of people, partied with nice. a ton of people. After a while, yeah, you just stop getting starstruck after a while because they're just people. And they bleed red. They're just like you. You know, they're just they're just people. Um but the only t- person I think I would still get on my knees and, and, and like bow to would probably be, if I had the chance to meet him, probably King Diamond. He's, he's just my favorite singer of all time. He's just, like, he's got that legendary status. He'd be, that would probably be it. You know who I think would be cool? Like, the, the horror and the music crossover would be Kirk Hammett. Is sure. That, he's he a big horror movie fan. Yeah, I know. Does he ever go to any... Uh, uh, not that I know of. If, like if, if he would be at a convention, maybe it would be something out in, like, L.A., because like, they're still California. Yeah, because he's got whole. That's all his guitars are all horror yeah. movie, old horror movie. But he, icons he's a stuff. huge collector too. Yeah. He likes a lot of the old Universal stuff. Mm-hmm. So his whole house is like a museum. Yeah, I think I've seen a couple articles with him where it's you know some of the memorabilia he has and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so I got a question to ask both of you. You're a lot younger than I am, obviously. When when did the punk rock slash rock come into horror? How, what, what 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 when do you figure that came in? Because all the horror films. Mm-hmm. You know that I'm so used to. It was always like a like a almost like an opera kind of background and sure. You know, maybe Return um, of the Living Dead. Eight, I would say eight, the eighties had eighties yeah. had a lot of like a lot of heavy metal and punk kind of. You would you would hear it in like horror movie soundtracks yeah. more in the eighties, yeah. but you, it, that shit started in the in the seventies as well. Really? I well, it, I should say the bands would start out in the seventies. Like uh, you know, was really big into horror is uh, the Cramps. Right. And which we talked about before. They started out in the seventies, I believe. Yes, they did. Uh, but you mentioned Return of the Living Dead. That whole soundtrack is excellent. Yeah. You've got yeah. Rocky Erickson on there. You've got uh, you do have the Cramps, mm-hmm. Circle Jerks, great stuff. Or even uh, maybe another band we're gonna get into is the Misfits. Oh hell oh, yeah! God, yeah. <laughs> yes. You can't you can't watch a, a film or a lot of T-shirts that people are wearing where where they're not wearing a Misfits shirt. Yeah. Huge. An influential uh, band, well, horror, was and influenced totally by horror, old, yeah, you know, sci-fi and stuff of the fifties and sixties. Absolutely, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, for the sake of the audience, uh, Mike, like I said, is the greatest horror fan ever. He he gave no, me he allowed. Yeah, I he challenge. Allowed, I challenge. Yes, Sam. I'm the greatest. <laughs> yes, <now. laughs> we fight. You're the age challenge. <laughs> well, anyway, Mike, Mike, for the sake of the audience, Mike gave me permission to look at his pictures. Um, Naked of the people he met at the <laughs> horror shows, I, I gotta ask you, Mike. How do you? How do you? Because I know what you mean by starstruck. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I. I'm like a little kid. You just. You just gotta go in there prepared. Right. You have your question ready. If you want to ask them a question, if you are not really sure of, say, their work, and this is like, okay, so let me explain this. When you walk into a convention, the first area you probably go into is the vendor area. The people are selling a merchandise. You've got artwork, T-shirts, DVDs, Blu-rays, you name it, props, uh, costumes, masks, tons of masks. But usually in, in the same room will be some of the guests 
that are uh, appearing at the convention. So if you're just going up to their table, and usually it's uh, they're they're selling like eight by tens, of you know, it'd be like a, a headshot or like a, a scene from a horror movie they've been in. They're selling those, and usually the way it is now is if you want an autograph or a picture taken with them, you have to buy one of their photos, and it all comes together. the 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 photo op comes free with uh, like a picture that you buy of them, and then they sign it. Okay, that makes that's how it, sense. that's how yeah. it usually goes. Yeah. But um, I'm sorry. What was your question? Just ba- basic, basically, you you know, because uh, I, I I'd be lying if I didn't say the very few that I went to. I was like, oh, my, you know, I was like a little kid, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I was really, really excited, you know, when I was in line. It, it could be like, overwhelming. Yeah, it could be very overwhelming for me. But, you, you know, now that you said go to, uh, you know, the shirts and the pictures first, you know, grab what you grab from them and then take it for them to sign. You know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I guess I just wasn't well prepared for that. Yeah. But I mean, some people have different prices, too. Like, yeah. say, say you don't want an autograph. You just want right. to walk up, shake their hand and say, nice to meet you. I like mm-hmm. your work. Or if you just want, like, say, a selfie or just a photo, most of the time they'll just say, oh, okay, that just costs this amount. But right. most of them, won't, they want to get you, so they'll say right. 25 30 bucks. you get the autograph, the photo's free. Because I know when we're at lunch, you had said make sure one of the most important things is when you go to a convention, oh, yes. have cash. Yes. You're, if you walk in to a convention and you just have your credit card on you, you're, you're going to have a bad time. Most vendors are cash only, and uh, let's say you know you don't have any. You run to the nearest ATM. If it's an ATM inside a hotel or a convention center, you're going to pay fees. That's always going to piss you off. Mm. But with with the cash, um, it's just easier for like say uh, a, a celebrity or an actor's uh, handler or manager. You deal with them first. You take care of the business first, and then you have time to like have a two-minute conversation with the actor and that's pretty much what you're paying for so that's what i was wondering do you notice is there any difference in like uh i don't know for lack of a better word intimacy with that or you know like how much well, face time you get like at a it kind of depends convention versus a little one at a, at a little one like flashback weekend which it, it, it used to be a small convention it's going to get bigger this year but it kind of depends on the line also how fast the say actor slash celebrity wants to move the line or how fast like their management wants to move the line if it's say some here's the thing about flashback weekend they get a lot of washed up has-beens and they get a lot of never was's so you know like this year they're having a friday night a friday the 13th part five reunion okay well a lot of those people have only really done that film that's all they're known for that's all people are going to come up to them and talk to them about so are they celebrities not really they've just been in this cult film that everybody loves so you could probably get away with having say a five ten minute conversation with someone whether being at say at like the san diego comic-con where you're that that shit's quick you don't even have a chance to say hello it's just you know hello handshake good picture taken done Mm. that's kind of how it goes that's what i would think is you know you go to some place and San Diego or Chicago or something like that, and you got to get through a million people versus, right? You know, next to the airport or something like yeah. that. There's you 500 ha- people. Th- you have a bigger chance, and it's actually kind of cool. You have a bigger chance of having a longer conversation with someone if they have no line. Uh, and usually, the conversation could be something cool, like you get into like their work, their body of work, and they might share with you like a, a never before heard, 
story about that movie, the making of that movie. So it's kind of a treat. <laughs> but it, say like you're standing in line at a convention to meet Kane Hodder, Robert England. You don't have time to have a conversation at all. It's just a quick hello, and they might make you laugh real, real fast. Or if you if you get the chance to make them laugh or smile, you know, it, it's it could be a really cool experience, a, a real fan moment. But there are those occasions at conventions where you have bad moments and bad experiences. Uh, I'm going to share a few of those with you. I'll give you one right now. Uh, Ashley Lawrence from Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Beautiful woman. Okay. I just wanted to go up to her at a convention and just say hello and that I love Hellraiser and just do a photo. That's it. As soon as I get within maybe five feet of her table, her manager or handler is in my face. Hey, how you doing? This costs this, this costs that. If you want this, you want this, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm, I'm not even like looking at this guy. I'm looking at her because she's smiling at me and she's beautiful. And this guy's barking in my ear about, oh, this, 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 and this. Oh, do you want this? Oh, if you do this, I'm just like, shut your fucking like pie the, hole. Like the, he's ruining like the it. mall salesman thing? Come here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's one of these kiosk fucking jerk offs, okay? So he's, he's totally ruining the moment that I uh, that I want to have with Ashley by the time I get up to her table I completely forget you know what I wanted to say to her I didn't even tell her my name I'm just like uh, 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 uh and you know because the guy just distracted me and that was a bad experience you know wow that's a bummer I follow her on Instagram she's a really good painter an artist oh is she really yeah, she's I, I didn't know that really she's been in a couple other decent horror flicks the one I wasn't so much horror but there was she one was called she wasn't Mikey. Oh yeah. Oh, we gotta bring, we gotta Mikey. That was we gotta, another. We gotta rock. talk about this. I know. I know it's not. It's not the right podcast to do this, but my nephew actually brought up a great, great point. So uh, we forgot to bring this up on the Killer Children. The killer episode. Oh yeah. yeah, right, Mikey. <laughs> but but eighty slasher. Uh, early nineties slasher. Early nineties. Nineties. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. But wasn't that kid like on the bo- cover of like cereal boxes? He was in the series Family Ties. With Michael right. Keaton. Okay. Yeah. Or Michael Keaton. Michael uh, J. Fox. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he was he, also he in the was movie little brother. Blank Check. If it blank is. Check. That's right. That's right. But but Mike, Disney my nephew, movie. as always, brought up a really really good point. So uh, some of the movies that 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 he he suggests I watch, I click through them a little bit more on the extras, and there was one from Nightmare on Nightmare on Elm Street, and Heather uh, Lagenkamp. Is mm-hmm. that am I saying that right? Yeah, Lagenkamp. Um, it was great because she's. Such a sweetheart. She used to be in this uh, series called uh, Just a Ton of Us. I remember that one. You remember that? She was awesome, and I loved her. They couldn't have picked a better girl for, for mm-hmm. Nightmare. I was like, well, she had that girl I, next door look. Right. So I got a question to ask you. So when I watched Nightmare on Elm Street, I went to the extras. They had her at at, a, at one of her one of the horror conventions. So <laughs> the poor thing, she's looking around. They, show, they actually show her looking yeah. around, looking around. Nobody's coming to visit my table, <laughs> and I felt so bad for her. So then uh, people started coming and talking to her. Mm-hmm. But she seemed so nice, and and like Sammy brought up, she she, she was actually willing to spend time with you. That's nice. That, that which which I I really you, you really do get those guests. Yeah. So my question to you is, you know, in your experience, because you've got quite a few pictures there, uh, have you ever had somebody in line behind you? Come on, buddy, let's go. You oh, know, and, and, God. And, and, and that's the another person that you're seeing is willing to spend time with you Dude, and take pictures with you. That's another thing I'm going to talk about is, like, the people that attend these. I kind of think I'm a normal kind of guy, okay? <laughs> but let me tell you, there's some crazy motherfuckers that go to these things, and a lot of them have no idea what deodorant is. 
<laughs> oh, dude, it's bad. It's Sam, so did bad. You I, did you tell him I didn't use right guard? <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time out of the house in six months. Dude, seriously. <laughs> the sun hurts my head. I mean, they, I should, we shouldn't malign people like that. <laughs> no, no, dude. Like, like they've been living underneath a rock. They come out to these conventions and they stink worse than a sack full of rotten assholes. Okay, like they're it's so bad. <laughs> but I mean, are they are they like to the point where? But it, the, then they're obnoxious too. And they're screaming, and they're just making a scene, and you're just like, you're trying to have a conversation face-to-face without going, what? <laughs> and the guy behind you is like, oh, my God, you were in this horror movie. I can't fucking believe it. I can't believe I'm meeting you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, you, you don't want to be around those people, you know, especially the actor celebrity that's sitting there. And that, and that you, think, you think they want to meet that guy? <laughs> and that you guy's know? dressed up like the fat Cenobite from <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's sweating in his leather, and you can smell every single fucking arm hair, arm hair underneath it in his pit. Oh God, it's armpit hair. Have you ever dressed up as anything for us? No, I've never gone in costume. I don't think I ever would. But the costume contests are usually pretty fun oh, at, at conventions. I've never oh yeah, and the prizes are excellent. Really? Yeah. Um, sometimes the uh, at Days of the Dead they do uh, the best damn tattoo contest. I've entered that a few times, never won, <laughs> but the prizes are cool. Uh, yeah, there's there's a special effects makeup contests. Okay, now I, that I've seen. And then the costume ones. But getting back to Ashley Lawrence, like, yeah, I, one of her films, I think she was in one called Lightning Bug that I really enjoyed, and uh, Red, which was a, a Jack Ketchum novel. She was in Red. She's a pretty underrated actress. She's She's cool. So she was down to earth. She, she, she wasn't full I of I mean, herself. like I said, I had that bad experience because of her manager, but uh, from what I remember, yeah, she was just, you know, nice and smiling, and she, yeah. was, she was okay. So, so getting back to people that go to these, mm-hmm. um, did it get so bad where you felt like you had to get out of line? I feel embarrassed for them. You feel embarrassed for oh, them? Oh, God, yeah. Like, okay, I mean... Mike's in the eye. We're not all like this. No, no. Like I mean, I joke around. Like, oh my god, I fucking hate people. I don't. I don't care what the color, the color of your skin is. I just, I just hate all people. Okay. He tells that. But I am a people. So I could get away from these nerds. Yeah, but I mean, I am a people person because, well, professionally, because of the kind of work I do, it's a lot of it's customer service. You have to be face to face talking with people. So I can relate to people. If you want to call me a people person, okay. But deep down inside, I hate you. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel embarrassed for some of these people because, you know, like in, in regular life, they're not like this. They're just acting up. And because it's this is like some people spend like their summer vacation will be a whole weekend at a horror convention. I'm with that. They'll, they'll, they'll spend all three days when you can see everything in just a few hours. And, and, and you know, Mike. I understand that. Yeah, but, whatever floats your boat. But but I noticed in in, in uh, quite a few of your pictures, you got one with what a great icon, Doug Bradley. Yeah. Oh, I got a great story about from, Doug from Hellraiser. Now, I, I I don't think I could give you a straight answer if you or Sammy said to me, "What would you do if some guy just said, come on, move it?'" If I'm with if I'm with that guy, I want definitely a picture, mm-hmm. definitely an autograph, and at least two questions. Don't rush sure. me. Um, in your experience, have, have, have would somebody like Doug Bradley, or 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 even um, you know one of the one of the uh, Scream Queens, uh, have they ever had to get involved? I've seen it. Uh, actually, seen it with Kane Hodder. I've seen him get people thrown out. Really? Just because? Uh, yeah. If you're say you're fucked up, you're making an ass out of yourself, or you're bothering another patron of the 
convention, I've seen him get get angry. And yeah, people who are sitting there and they're getting paid to write their name on a piece of paper. Yeah. Majority of the time, they'll stand up and say, "Hey, hey, hey! You know, wait your turn. Chill out. Yeah. You know, you'll get you'll get your turn." Yeah. Uh, I've seen that happen. Yeah. Because I I noticed you have a great one here with our guy Tyler Main. Yeah, he was you cool. Know, what, I got to meet him could, and his wife. Could you imagine a smart ass behind you and that big giant grabbing you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you remember who I played in Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> that dude. That dude. I, I'm pretty sure he is. He is like seven feet tall. Yeah, he's the yeah. dude. So, wow. but getting back to Doug Bradley, I'm at a Fangoria convention once, and uh, he's actually down in the basement of uh, this hotel. It was the old uh, Rosemont Wyndham on Mannheim Road. I don't know where that's at. And he's in the basement there, and he's just kind of standing and uh, doesn't really have a table or anything. He's just kind of standing. Well, I think he did have a table, and he's doing autographs, this and that. I, I go, I meet him, and I turn my back, and I turn around because I hear this commotion. He's wrestling on the floor with two women. Doug Bradley's wrestling. And they're dressed <laughs> as Razor, like. The head's on a bite. Yeah. Pinhead is wrestling with two chicks. Yeah, but they're, I mean, they, these were young ladies, and they were like probably in their 20s. They look like Britney Spears' video of okay, he's uh, my hero. Ooh, baby, baby, uh, hit when me, baby, one more time. This? this is probably like early 2000s, maybe 06, 07. So nowadays when you have oh yeah yeah that's the thing that's the thing there was no like well there were there were probably cameras on phones but it happened so quick like you know they they're dressed like Britney Spears with a schoolgirl skirt and everything uh, and he's got them both on the ground and like one's on his back and he's pinning another one like it was hilarious they just got in a wrestling match wow so you get to see things like that at conventions sometimes that are just so unexpected and wild right right and 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 let me ask you this sure I noticed you 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 took a picture. I'm sorry. You had a photograph with uh, Meg Foster. Yeah, she was great. You know, in, in my little little experience, um, her eyes. Yeah, they're so blue. Yeah. Uh, I I met the um, the young lady, and I am sorry, I can't remember her name from Creature from Black Lagoon. Older woman. She had to have been what in her 80s by now, uh, and this was like 15 years ago. They are so nice. Mm-hmm. The, the older the older scream queens and. You know, I and I, I can't tell. Is this is this Leslie Easterbrook that you took a picture with? Probably. Show me. Uh, from um, uh, oh God, which one was that? Um, I met her shortly after she did uh, Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. Yes. The, I the, think I I think I met every single cast member I'm, I'm, I'm of of, of Devil's Rejects. I'm sorry. There's so many pictures I can't. Cause, go. But but anyway, how the the, the women of horror? Mm-hmm. From what you've told my nephew and I, it just seems like they're so down to earth. Yeah. And why are the guys, some most of the guys, assholes? Why is that? Well, here's the thing. With a lot of these conventions, some of these guys, that's their bread and butter. Like, that's how they make, they don't make that much money doing movies. They make a ton of money doing conventions. That's why you see, like, Bill Mosley and Kane Hodder at every single convention. That's where they make their money. Really? Yeah. Because they do so many of them. And they're usually, like, the star attractions. So they get paid better than, say, one guy that was in like one horror film you know back like 30 40 years ago right now is this is this leslie easterbrook no that's a wrestler april oh okay because she looks like oh god some scream queen she was a wrestler too okay she's got uh big eyes Eyes. okay (laughs) so i forgot uh because so many so many i forgot her name so many women of horror here man whoa they scary and they belong in horror (laughs) let me tell you they didn't age well but you know again you know, uh, like when I seen that that Heather Langkamp, uh, what a nice girl. Yeah. What a nice girl. 
Uh, how was Linda Blair? She was cool to me. We um, So what we have in common is uh, our love of pit bulls. She has a whole pit bull rescue foundation. Oh, really? So like when I, when I met her in Louisville, uh, she didn't really talk that much about horror with me. Well, it was more like, you know, I asked, I asked a question. I just said like, you know, uh, I probably just said something about pit bulls. And then because I knew about her foundation, and then we talked for maybe just a minute because she had a huge line. Yeah, because I was just going to ask you that because I know, again, I'm going to bring this up 1,700 times like I always do. She's got to be probably one of the biggest Scream Queen icons, even before Jamie Lee. Oh, yeah. I mean, you would think, I mean, you would think that her head would be so big she wouldn't even want to do these conventions. She used to be a big party animal, man. She was. Well, she, she went out with Rick James. She, was, she went out with Rick James, yeah. I think Rick Springfield. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she was a big partier in the '80s for sure, and yeah. she—I think she did a little nude modeling too. Well, she was. She did. She. I remember she did this one uh, horrible '80s movie. It was a prison movie called Caged Heat. Oh yeah, I remember that one. You remember that one? Yeah. And 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 yeah. let me tell you something. I was very shy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, but like I said, it just you know, I, I me myself, I can't help it. I would be star if I seen her. I'd be you know. But uh, you know, I don't know. How do you how do you prepare, how do you mentally prepare yourself going into these conventions you just gotta you gotta know what you want to say to them uh you don't just go up there and have there be like <laughs> dead air where you hear like you hear like crickets like just have something to say have something to say have something to ask and even if you don't then maybe just step out of line wait a while till you think of something then get back in line uh, but yeah like and then limit yourself too because Usually at conventions, there's going to be more than like one or two person that you want to meet, and sometimes it could cost this amount. Another time, it can cost more. When I first started going conventions, minimum you'd pay for like an autograph or a photo would be like twenty bucks. Yes. Now minimum could be like fucking forty or fifty bucks. Right. And that's for like some Joe Schmo who was in one film. Right. Like, sure. Last time I was in Vegas, Pete Rose was doing a signing at some memorabilia thing, and he was trying to charge like seventy five dollars for a, like no. a baseball and a. No. I mean, I wasn't. What do you want to gamble some over there? That guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. What did he? What Isn't did he, he do? Trouble? He what? was gambling on games. And that's not allowed in Major League Baseball. Oh, in Major League Baseball, he was gambling on his own games. Yeah, that's what I mean. Which is kind of crazy. But he was betting on. I think he was betting to for his team to win like every time. Like he wasn't wasn't he like it wasn't like an inside thing where he could like flub a couple. You know, they wanted to make an example. But wasn't he like one of the best? He was. He was one of the best, and they wanted to make an example example out of him. I just remember when that was part of the story. It was like he was an asshole. He was an asshole with that Prince Valiant haircut. <laughs> you know, I just remember him uh, getting tombstone like three times by Kane over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and they put him in the Hall of Fame. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Which I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Pete Rose, you're saying is Pete Rose? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Kane. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hall of Fame means nothing. <laughs> uh, well, they, the, it's their celebrity wing. That's what they call it. Uh, it's lame. I know, but but you know, like I said, okay, so the the the, the couple I went to. The one I had my youngest son, the one I had my wife, and you know I know sometimes if you're not a fan, like my wife wasn't. Um, did you did you take your wife? Did you take the your son? Did I've never taken them. They they've showed absolutely no interest in yeah. going, even though I've begged yeah. them like yeah. come check out a convention. Right. No. Right. I, I you know what like I said I could meet. I've you taken friends. Her. Yeah, I I could see that, but but like I said I, I I just you know you know being in line first of all. I mean, how long? How long? What was the longest you've ever waited? And and do you see your temper starting to flare? Well, if I waited in a long line, I, I don't think I'd be angry about it because 
you're getting to meet you know someone cool right if i was getting angry it'd probably be because like someone was just so annoying in line like behind me or in front of me i'll give you an example when uh, the resurrection of jake the snake came out uh, just a few years ago it was a great documentary and they were sh- going to show it at hollywood boulevard mm-hmm. in woodridge and scott hall was going to be there so i was like okay great I'll, I'll get to meet scott hall as i'm waiting in line the guy in front of me is like visibly shaking and he keeps turning around and talking to me like he's just super nervous and i'm like hey man it's cool just you know calm down he's he's just a guy and he's like oh no my my dad's in such a rush he wants me to to move fast and and meet him and and get out of line real quick i'm like well that's beyond your control (laughs) and then in the car yeah (laughs) seriously this this guy he's like my age Okay, I'm 40. This guy's like my age. He's like, my dad's going to be mad at me if I don't move fast. His, his then, dad's in the car in no. the, the, the killer clowns from outer space outfit. <laughs> no, his dad was standing outside the line, like, giving him, like, the fucking stink eye. And he's, like, like pounding out at his wrist, like, time, 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 you know. And this guy was just being so annoying, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And I'm like. Like, shut the fuck up, you pansy. Just fucking turn around, meet Scott Hall, and get out of line, you know? And, and, and again, like, I don't want to seem like I'm the Hulk and green out if, if somebody touches me the wrong <laughs> way. But you, you, I remember in one of our podcasts, you said that, um, uh, oh, my God, who was it that you met? Uh, mm, oh, boy, I can't think. Anyway, I'll get back to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, they, they, I mean, but there's plenty of... Like, really great experiences, too, that you could have at a convention that are very memorable. Uh, for me personally, I was lucky enough to not only meet some of the guests, but party with them, too. Um, I'll give you an example. We were, I think we were doing uh, Fangoria, and Ari Lehman, first Jason, from Jason from Friday 13th, part one, the kid that pops out of the water at the end. Oh, you partied with him? Partied with him. Underwater? A few times, not underwater. underwater. (laughs) No, they were drinking lake water. No, we were up in his hotel room, to be honest, okay? Okay, Michael Jackson. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is the uh, early 2000s. Ari Lehman has a band called First Jason, and they fucking rock. He is the master of the guitar. He also plays keys and synthesizers. Um, when When his band first started, they were more like reggae rock and roll and they were going to perform at the fangoria convention but uh i go up to him he's telling me oh i live in chicago now and i was like oh cool i'm from chicago we start talking about heavy metal and then i know he's like you want to come up to uh the dress uh, our hotel room with the band and and smoke some weed and i was just like i'll, I'll go hang with you but i, I don't smoke so <laughs> we go up there and him and his band just get Mike had some killer cocaine. That's <laughs> right, that's right. I had the good stuff, Ari. I had the good stuff. Dude, he, didn't want just, that, he didn't want that shit weed bringing him down. <laughs> Dude, I just shot up. I don't I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Weed's gonna bring me down. I'm high on cocaine. <laughs> but no, we go to his hotel room and they're all baked and I'm just like, uh, okay, this is kinda awkward and weird. So uh didn't stick around that long i think we talked about music told him you know i'm a sound guy and we're like we made plans like oh let's uh hang out and jam i'll do sound for your band this and that none of that happened (laughs) nothing came to fruition but i I, right but i i've (laughs) I've met him a few times at like film fests and conventions this and that even concerts i've seen his band play and uh he's a good guy uh loves metal loves friday 13th 
that's one thing I think that was pretty cool about conventions is like some of these people might not seem like big celebrities or something, but they're important to the people that you know watch these movies. All that's right. the thing. Right, right. That's yeah. the thing. Like with yeah. flashback, like I said, they get a, like to most people, you would look at this guy like, oh, he's he's a has been or he's a never was. He needs this convention money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of them, they just like doing it just for the fans and. You know, even if they they could use the dough, like you could tell, they're happy to be there most of the time. Uh, like I met. Uh, That's how Tony Todd seems. I watch a couple things with him and like conventions mm-hmm. and stuff, and he always seems always glad yeah. to meet people. And stuff. Oh, you know what, Mikey? I'm sorry, Sammy. That's what it was. Who was it? <laughs> in one of our podcasts, and Sammy, we just got John the cross with this one when you said you forgot the pair. Okay, that happened to me twice. Who, who was who was that? <laughs> I, I can't remember. Who was that? D. Williams, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no. That's what I was joking not, about. Not D. Yeah. Wallace. Uh, the first time it happened to me, I think, was it was flashback weekend, and they had a Night of the Living Dead uh, reunion, and the sweetest old lady you could ever want to meet, Judith O'Day. Judith O'Day, yeah. She's there. She didn't have a handler or a manager, <laughs> and we we kind of got into like a deep conversation on the making of Night of the Living Dead from 1968. And I thank her. I shake her hand. I think she even gave me a hug. And then I, I turn around to leave, and I'm like, just a few steps away, and I hear, "Don't!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh fuck! I forgot to pay her." That's that's why I brought it up. So so I kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did it again to another woman. Go ahead, say it, Sam. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the reason why I brought it up is is does that happen a lot? I mean, it I mean, happened I, to me I, twice. I know you, Mike. You didn't mean to do that. You're no, not that it was a guy. total mistake. Like I just, I wasn't even thinking about money. I was just thinking about like this awesome experience I just had meeting the star of Night of the Living Dead. You right, know, right, right. Uh, but it's, that's why it surprises me that like they let like money be so close to it like that. Like you well, uh, before uh, you enter the you know buy a ticket and get into the line or something. And yeah. Then the, the, here, here's how usually here's how it usually goes like in the vendor area where these guests are. They'll have a table. And they'll have like uh, like a handler or a manager with them that kind of you talk money with this person first before you meet who you're gonna meet. So that way there's no fuck ups like like what I did, uh, you know. But <laughs> when they don't have a handler or manager and they're sitting there by themselves, they usually got like a fanny pack on and they're they're handing out cash or they're dealing with cash. So it happened twice. The second person was Jennifer Rubens. From uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Okay, asshole. Let's dance. She had the big mohawk, and she was in a horror film called uh, Oh Something Dreams, I think, with uh, fucking, uh, uh, no, no, no. Um, what's the actor's name? He's got a burnt face. Richard Lynch. She was in, oh, God, what the <laughs> hell He was had that? a burnt face. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he burned his face because he was doing acid with Rip Torn in the 60s. Whoa, oh. And he burnt his face somehow. Oh, I thought you were kidding. No. <laughs> He's got a burnt face. Yeah, he always played a bad guy. And I'll then hear, she was I'll also in... That uh, story. That's what I would tell him. He was 20. Tell me about that time. She, she was also in uh, uh, The Crush with Alicia Silverstone and Carrie Elways. So anyway, Jennifer Rubens... Uh, I really didn't want to meet her, but my friend did who couldn't attend. So he's like, get me uh, an autograph of Jennifer Rubens. So I go up to her, and I said, this is for my friend. Could you sign it to so-and-so? She's like, oh, yeah, okay. We get up. We, I take a picture with her, and then before I leave, I'm just I'm like thanking her, and I you know, tell her I like her work. Her face just kind of drops because I think she just knew that I'm about to walk away without pain, and I'm looking at her like, why, why does she look angry? And then I turn around, and I'm like 15 feet away, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot <laughs> to pay her. 
That's why she gave me the stink eye, you know. But she didn't like come chasing after me or anything. Well, you know, but see, that's what. That's oh, what, sir, excuse me, you didn't pay me. You know, like that's what. That, that's what. That would you get shot with a nut gun. <laughs> <laughs> they drag me like Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah it drags you back to the table. <laughs> get him! He didn't pay fifteen dollars for this yeah. washed-up actress you, you autograph. Throw a twenty-dollar bill through the netting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or the cattle problem, like. <laughs> okay, you know what, Mike? I want to ask you and Sam this. Yeah. This has been on my mind. So. Go back to uh, Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Yeah. Okay. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. I got to ask, do you remember when he let all the money go to his head? Okay. Oh, and the character of Dr. Famous. Loomis? Yeah, Dr. Loomis, as he's Dr. Loomis. And he was at the book signing convention. Yeah. And one of the uh, attendees was a father. Yes. Of who he could. Do you remember that? Yeah. My question to you and Sam is, that shit really happens. And let me tell you why, before you make fun of me. Look at Slender Man. Okay. Look at Slender Man. I just, they just had on the news, recently I showed my wife, they just had on the news that they let one of the girls go. I did hear about that, yeah. So, so, so my question to you is, is it that far off that something could happen like that? At some of these conventions, because well, with that Slenderman thing. In that case, like okay, say like the filmmaker who made the Slenderman movie. Because there was two, right? Was wasn't there two? I'm Slender sure Man there movies? were. I'm sure there were. Two. Uh, 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 I don't know if it was a remake, but two different yeah, I stories. Think there was two. Of them. Uh, you know, but but that scares the shit out of me, dude. Well, like okay, let's say there was a filmmaker who made one of those movies at a convention. And say uh, the father of the girl. Well, that girl didn't die, but I mean, she was stabbed like twenty some oh, odd times. Oh, she didn't die. She did not die. No. But let's say that her father came up to this filmmaker. Uh-huh. Let's say he didn't give the family didn't give him permission to like make the film or use the likeness rights. Yeah, that could happen. Like, why would you make a film about this terrible thing that happened to my daughter? You know, right? It, right. I could see that happening Be- because the reason why I bring it up is I mentioned it to my nephew. I mentioned it to to my daughter in law, and uh, uh, they were both like, "Make sure you make sure you uh, you know check things out and research and research." And I'm even looking far as to um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. They were saying that it came from, it was based on this true story about, I, I, I don't remember what it really. It was a kid in, was it a kid in South America? Yeah, it was a kid in South America. And, and, and I'm thinking, okay, so what if, what if, what if my nephew, what if Sammy writes this and directs this movie? Hey, you know, I, 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 I read this from a novel and I got the idea, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he has a convention or a book, book sale and some guy goes, you know, I was that guy, I was the father of the, the guy that, that that guy first murdered. I mean, that's some scary shit, dude. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you, uh, I mean, is it way? I think I think gut yeah. in, gut instinct. But it, but it could happen. Gut instinct, you would probably be defensive, like, yeah, so I made it, uh, and I made a ton of money off of it. I'm not. It had nothing to do with you or your family. That would probably be my gut instinct to answer first, but then it's like, okay, I understand. I want to be sympathetic. Yeah. But don't get in my face like you're some sort of tough guy. Like you're mad at me. You're gonna do something to me. You're not gonna do anything to me. You're just upset. Have, have you, you know. have you seen or heard about any knuckleheads getting out of line? At, at a convention? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is usually because they're all fucked up. Like people party at these things. Right. And they get, like sometimes they get out of control. I mean, alcohol is served. Right. Uh, <laughs> another story for you. Quick one. A few times at conventions back in the day, I've met uh, Robert Zadar, the, okay, ma- the, the maniac, maniac the cop. Jaw. Yeah, the jaw. Maniac cop. Maniac yeah. cop, Tango and Cash. Uh, he's been in a billion things. He always plays a bad guy, 
So he's he's always been in just like terrible B movies too. So these conventions was a way for him to like you know make some dough. But uh, the guy had he was a big alcoholic. Let's call it what it is. And at these conventions and film fests where I've seen him, you know, like I'd have a drink or a beer with him. But like one time. I think it was flashback weekend. I got it. I probably talked to him for like a good hour and a half. We just sat in the restaurant. We just chilled. And throughout that hour and a half, people were coming up to him and this and that. And he was okay. But then he started doing shots and he got fucked up. He think he smashed some glasses. He broke like a footrest on a, wow. on a railing or some shit. And then he's like, oh, hey, me and so-and-so are going to go up to the hotel room. And he's pointing at his nose. And I was like, nah, <laughs> dude, I'm good. But uh, that I mean, I've never had that experience with anybody else at a convention where it's like you're you're on a deep personal level with them. Like he's telling me about his family. Uh, I'm telling him about mine and what I do for a living, this and that. Like it was it was a personal hangout with the guy for an hour and a half. And you don't you really don't get that at a, at a convention. But I felt lucky enough to have that experience, even though it was a little socially awkward. That was that was fun. Right. right. But uh, have Actually, I seen smashing glasses? And shit. Uh, well, yeah, like he. <laughs> That was fun watching him get kind of fucked up and like he, I remember like he broke a glass and then this guy came up with like a, a broom and he gave the guy like five bucks. Like, like keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. You know? it, was, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, cause like, you know, like I was, like I was telling you and my nephew at lunch, uh, Kane Hodder, uh, you know, big icon in, in on my eyes. I, I, I still think he's one of the greatest, but, but it, you know, that really upset me. Uh, that one I I went to go see uh, Angus Grimm, and he was drunk off his out of his mind. Angus was no no uh, uh, Kane Hodder. I find that so hard to believe. Yeah, wow. And he was with this this girl that looks like all you had to do was light her cigarette and you could go to bed with her. She <laughs> was she was nasty. But but you know I mean that's what I mean. I mean you know I, I don't want to have to go someplace where I really want to meet an icon mm -hmm. and you're hammered. Was that an actual convention or? Yeah, was it was a convention. A, yeah, it was Days uh, of Dead. Wow. Days of Dead. Yeah. Well, you know, and, you know the old saying like, "Don't meet your idols." Yeah. Because you'll be disappointed. True. That can happen at conventions. Oh yeah. Where you just you, you have this expectation of how things are going to go down, and then you're just really disappointed because they don't want to talk to anybody. Right. They have an attitude. Right. Or someone else ruins the whole experience for you. Yeah. And, so and, there's pros and cons to going to these things. Right. And and I and I understand, even, you know. Uh, a regular person like us, you know, um, you know, if something good happens and, and we get lucky with this, our job or whatever, you know, sometimes some people get big heads. And I understand that, you know, he, he's a famous guy. Yeah. You know, he's making all these movies, even though it's in, in our genre. But like I said, I mean, you know, I, I just didn't expect him. I think I was really more disappointed because my wife was like, right away, let's go. <laughs> and I was like, man, I want to, you know, I want, I want to get his autograph again. You know, I want to take a picture with him. But he was just. Uh, How does that impact like the movies for you guys? Do you think do you, does that put a little stank on the movies when you see them? You know, next or are not, you able to separate? You know, not real so life much. Like uh, I was, gonna, I was going to tell about um, like the way Rob Zombie casts. I call it like the convention all stars. He gets people that have been doing conventions for years. He gets them casted in all his films. Like. I swear, every single cast member of Devil's Rejects, I've met at conventions, except maybe like Sherry and, and Rob. I've met everybody else that's, that have been in Devil's Rejects. Yeah, but you know, you know what? Clint Eastwood did that. He used to get, he, yeah. he always got the same actors because, okay, I know how Mike is, I know how Sam is, which was so smart. Mm -hmm. That was so smart. And that's what Zombie does. 
Adam and, Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, him too. Forty years. Because, yeah. because Mike, you do get some assholes. I know. Uh, uh, when Horribles closed down. Yeah, great store. And and then what was the new store that Re- opened? Real Art. Re- Real Art. And I remember talking to you about it, and I went there, and I talked to the gentleman in there, a uh, real nice guy. It was a big, big kind of warehouse, and he had a picture of Jan Michael Vincent. Oh. I was such a huge fan of his. I, I mm. love the movies he made. Uh, uh, big alcoholic. And, and, oh, big alcoholic. He was in the, He did so many. Uh, did he lose his legs? He lost his legs, yeah. He was a oh, diabetic. Um, he, and and, and here's, what killed, here's what really pissed me off. I mean, here you got a guy. That was so ahead of his time. He was a good-looking guy, man. Yeah. He was married to. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, he was married. He made this movie with Kay Lenz, who was married to uh, David Cassidy from Partridge Family, uh-huh. and his career was just. It was going places like you would play really fast, mm. and it was too much for him. So I asked this guy, "Hey, where was this?" He goes, "Here," and I go, "Dude, you had you had him here. You had Jan Michael here." He goes, "Yeah, but he was an asshole." Oh. Well, first of all, you know he was a drunk. And the guy aged like years in a day because he drank so much. He lost his legs, yeah. and he was really rude to people. He gets interesting guests to come into the store sometimes. Yeah. One time he had Goretta Goretta from all these Italian horror films. Like she was in Demons. She's the the black woman with the who, who first gets possessed. I, 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 he had her in Berlin. Illinois. Okay. Really? Yeah. I've heard She's of her. She's for real Italian, too. Yeah, like, yeah. Lives right. in Italy and everything. Garata Garata. <laughs> she was in Berwyn, Illinois at Real Art. So, yeah, he gets he gets cool guests. I didn't know she was full Italian until I saw, I don't know, one of these, you know, In Search of Darkness documentaries yeah. there. And it, she's like, Dario Argento, I was a bastard. Yeah, and right. I was like, whoa, she speaks good Italian. <laughs> but but yeah. Sammy brought up a good point. Does that bother me? You know, then will I not watch your movies? No. No, because we've all had our problems. Yeah. You know, we, we, if, we, if, I had, had uh, our, our if I had a bad experience. I mean, it's not like he's serial rapist Bill Cosby <laughs> over here. You know, he could have one bad day. <laughs> I, You know, all these assholes, they want to say, like, oh, welcome back to Bill Cosby. <laughs> Fuck you. The guy's a rapist, and you know it. You yeah. know what? I hope he starts doing stand-up again, and everybody tackles oh, the fuck out of him. <laughs> Just would you, I would spend $40 on a fucking ticket to, to see Bill him? Cosby to call him a fucking. <laughs> to throw, like, a tomato and a lettuce at him? Hell Yeah. <laughs> I would too. Hey, Bill. Joe Pudding Pop. Because you, you know what? When 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 you get into the acting thing, whether it be comedy, uh, you know, uh, serious roles or or horror, you know, some people just get the big heads, man. Yeah. If I if I had a bad experience with someone at a convention, and then they went out to make a, a new film, yeah, I'd probably still see it if they're if I think their acting is like of quality. But uh, what I, you know, I wouldn't put anything personal uh, into it. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. But the story you told, and I believe it was our last podcast, about, uh, a podcast. I'm sorry about D. Wallace. Okay. When you said that that asshole said something to her. Yeah. That would have pissed me off if I was right behind that guy. Well, I didn't hear him. And she, no, I'm just saying, if I was behind that guy and she decided to just say "fuck you guys," I'm taking off. Sure. Beat, I would have beat the shit out of that guy. I mean, I wouldn't put it past anyone who would want to do that. Like, if, if someone, cre- you know, she's an, an older woman. If someone says, like, something that creeped her out, mm-hmm. uh, I think she, is, well, she would have every single right to get up and leave. Yeah. You know, or take a break. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But she just kept trucking along, and she, she saw this big smile on my <laughs> face. So she probably was like, okay, this, this guy is probably normal. 
Well, like, uh, did you say she said you like there's one in every town. Yeah, like, like, you know yeah. I mean, that's kind of how. It, I mean, maybe she just has that attitude, where, you know, how it just rolls off her back. You know, take it right, like, whatever. Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I doubt that was her first convention. She, she didn't know. go to you, Mike. What do you want? Yeah, right. <laughs> now what the fuck do you want? <laughs> she says to Mike, that guy just said that he killed a woman in every state that looks like me. Yeah, right. <laughs> or like my nephew said when they see him, getting back in line. <laughs> Okay, okay. My oh, next God. question, uh-huh. I, and I and forgive me because of my horrible memory again. The Saska twins, the Saska. Th- nice, nice, but go- kind of fake. Uh, okay, now we talked about this before. What do you mean by kind of fake? They said kind of like the same thing to everybody in line. Like they had a like it was pre-programmed, like what they were gonna say to everyone that wanted to meet them. Uh, and after I got out of line, it was it was a nice experience. I got a great a nice picture with them. I could continue hearing them say the same thing they said to me, to other people. Like, uh, just it was like just like a generic answer. So it just <laughs> my mind just went somewhere. I thought Mike was like, I got out of line for a minute. I w- I said some fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was about to go. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, I'm quiet and I am normal at these conventions. I swear. I don't draw attention to myself. I'm not like, look at me. I'm gonna meet so and so. I'm gonna fucking freak him out. You know, I don't. Then Mike, Mike, what's Mike. with what's with the collection of pictures of her shoes? Yeah, right. No, Mike takes off I his like shirt and on his back, there's 75 autographs uh, tattooed on his back. Oh, that's another thing that you get weirdos. People do that. Who like I've seen at concerts too. They'll get like so and so's name tattooed on, or, or tattooed on their arm after they sign it. That's strange. What if that guy turns out to be an asshole in their life? <laughs> You know, let's but, say you meet Bill Cosby. He oh signs. He signs your fucking. He, he signs like your your stomach or something. <laughs> and then you get his name tattooed on your stomach. You walk around with a fucking rapist Bill Cosby tattoo on your gut for the rest of your life. So you wouldn't take a piece of gum from him. <laughs> no, dude. He'd probably, you probably. Yeah. Right? yeah. I thought that was a dentine. <laughs> he probably st- if he had the chance to still roofie women now. Yeah. He'd still do it. You know he would. Once All a rapist, right. always a rapist. I don't fucking care. Wow. That's why I think they said he would have been out already if he would have actually complied with any of any classes in prison, but he wouldn't go to, you know, any therapy and do nothing. He wouldn't no. take any responsibility. He's, he's old. He's going to croak sooner or later. He's just, I mean, it's so disappointing. I used to watch that show with my grandpa, and we would laugh, and just, like, the characters, would you, the would good you cry, writing. Mike? Would you cry, Mike? If it was one of those... <laughs> If it was one of those episodes, he like the, the, the fucking bicycle episode on different strokes, <laughs> where you cry at the end, like, <laughs> what did Willis ask Mr. Drummond? He's like, so was he gay? <laughs> They're like, no, Willis, he just likes little boys. <laughs> yeah, you cry at the end of that fucking episode. Don't tell me you did it. Every 80s kid saw that episode and was like, huh? What's the old saying? You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You keep coming up with these presents, you can scratch me all over. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Dudley, <I> gotta... <laughs> Dudley got diddled on that episode. <laughs> all right, guys. Come on, we got, we're losing track here. Oh, okay, boy. Mike, Mike, Mike. I got to notice, cause, because like I said, you, were, you, were, you out of the three of us have been to more conventions than I've got hair in my head. How many, of, how many people have you met that were just as creepy in real life as they are with the movies they made wrote or produced come on there their um, head will have been a good amount at least a small amount of the, the weirdos because like the Saskatoon come on man they did american mary 
Oh boy. No, they were they were like nice and bubbly. Great and, film, great film, yeah. but come on, man. Come uh, up with good question. Shit. I'd have to I'd have to think of someone like like were they that person in the film? Were they like do they live as that character? Or is that well? Well, well, not so much. I'm, I'm not asking not so much live as a character, but come on, man, come up with these movies. I mean, you got to be a little. I've met a lot of a lot of, a lot of directors and filmmakers over the years. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who was kind of like weird and uh, like Cronenberg, Wes Craven, those guys, man. Come on, they must not have slept when they were little kids. I haven't met them, but that I mean, just I'd I'd, be, I'd have to ask them like a billion questions if I got to meet someone of like that status. Like right. I've, I've met yeah. Romero. Uh, I've oh, met, you did meet Romero? Yes. Um, what other well-known directors have I met? I met uh, Fred Decker from Monster Squad, and uh, had a nice conversation he with him. He loves Monster Squad. Oh he's yeah, brought, he's brought that up more than Rawhead Rex. <laughs> <laughs> well, was is, Rawhead, my, is Rawhead still our? That was uh, a callback for my nephew, Rawhead Rex. <laughs> every, every episode. Is he still our mascot, yeah. Rawhead Rex? Okay. I'm gonna buy that T-shirt. <laughs> Rawhead Rex, ladies and gentlemen, is. Our podcast's <laughs> mascot. Okay, Sorry. did did remind me? Did Carpenter? Uh, I, I didn't meet John. I hate you. Mm. Did Carpenter dream of uh, Halloween? Isn't that how he came up with that? No, I thought no. I heard something like that. No, no, no. He, um, no, he, the guy that helped produce the film. I think his name was Mustafa Akkad. His family owns MPI Home Video, and and uh, oh, they're out in Orland of all places. Uh, Dark Sky Films, right? The Akkad, the Akkad family. So he wanted to uh, have John make a horror movie about babysitters that uh, you know they're getting cut up and this and that. It was this guy's idea, but there was a film made before that, I think in '74, called Black Christmas that was kind of similar. I didn't like that movie at all. We're gonna get into actually this whole thing on our one of our true crime episodes <laughs> that we're gonna do soon. <laughs> And I think I think I think the story goes is that Carpenter talked to Bob Clark, who made uh, Black Christmas, and kind of got like his blessing the way to to do Halloween because he took that whole idea a little bit further. Because Black Christmas was like they were like uh, sorority sisters, yeah. And what, what the killer seventy four, yeah. And the killer that was one of that's people call that like one of the first slashers ever. Yes, been. I heard that. I heard but that. But you, when you think of slasher, the one that really put it on the map was Halloween, right? So uh, right, and and and, yeah. and I remember like it was yesterday, Carpenter saying, a lot of my fans uh, told me what a great horror film it was with such little blood or no blood shown at all in that in that film. Black Christmas? No, uh, Halloween. Oh yeah, when you think about it, not yeah, there's not. I mean, mm-hmm. there was no blood going all over the place on the screen on the camera. Maybe on the blade. That's about it. Uh, yeah, if even that. But I remember reading an article about that that it was one of the most it was the biggest slasher movie ever made with hardly any blood. Wow, I you think, know, that you bring it up. I've yeah. seen that a thousand I think, times, and I've I, never really... I, yeah, I think the guy... When, you know, he finds her on the bed and everything yeah, with the right. tombstone. There's not blood around the dead right. bodies. I think the guy that kind of made slashers uh, bloody was probably like Savini, starting with uh, Friday the 13th. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 What is, Outside of the shape, uh, Nick Castle. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. I, I, I really want to talk about that guy. Did you meet him? Uh no, I want to say he's been at a convention that I've been to. Uh, he's gonna be at Flashback this year, but I, I, I want to meet him. No, I never met him. He's also he's not just known for being the shape. I, I was just gonna no, I was gonna I wasn't gonna ask you about that, but I did notice his name in a lot of other movies 
comedies, dramas, and Escape I'm wondering if it's York? the same Nick Castle. He yeah. Well, he, he yeah, he's Escape a writer. From New York. He, he, he New was York. the one that wrote. He's a, a writer yeah. and, a, and a filmmaker. He directed right. The Last Starfighter, which I love. Oh, the oh, kids' movie, Starfighter? La- the Last Starfighter. Really? Dennis Quaid? Or? No, 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 no. That's Enemy Mine. Oh, Enemy, Enemy Mine. Mine. I love that movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Louis Gossett Jr. The Last Starfighter is where the guy, he's like a champion at this uh, arcade game. game. Yeah. And then the arcade game comes and like recruits him. Do you remember Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, now I'm... Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, Nick Castle's very yeah, very yeah, talented. Yeah, he's he's you know, I, and again, I'm starting to see his name all over the place, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I wonder if that's the same Nick Castle. I mean, I think uh, my my granddaughter and my grandson were watching Dennis the Menace, the the newer version, the, oh, the, the really? one with uh, Walter Matthau. Yeah. And I believe I seen Nick Castle's name in that. Uh, let's look it up real quick. You have to look it up. Maybe he. Uh, and, and again, it. the person, God rest her soul. I wish Deborah Hill was still alive, man. Now she, was, heard, she was Carpenter's yeah, she, like, co-writer. She was her, his co-writer, and he was dating her. Oh no, kidding! After he divorced Adrian Barbeau, uh, he was he was he had a little fling with uh, Car- with uh, Deborah Hill. But I but uh, he Carpenter just brags about how great she was, man. And I oh, remember seeing her on the set of uh, Halloween, you know, because like you you know you you send me all the stuff, and I'm like, oh, extra you know clips and blah blah blah, and she was. She was amazing. There's Nick a really Hill cool book I've been meaning to pick up that's like oh, oh about behind Deborah the scenes Hill? photography of like the first Halloween movie and stuff, or, or like Halloween, Escape from New York, like those. It's like Deborah Hill and John Carpenter, like all behind behind the scenes photography or something. Like I would love to check that all. out. Yeah, yeah, I want to check that out. Confirmed, Nick Castle did direct 1993's Dennis. Wow. Nice. Yes. Wow. I don't know. I just, I just find it so weird. That, <laughs> you know, here's a great horror icon, even though you don't know it's him right. behind the mask. But you know, Nick, that dude, that's Nick Castle. That's yeah. weird. Some of that you'll even know. Like I think Rob Zombie's even done like directed a couple episodes of like CSI or yeah. stuff H- like has that. Has he really? He did yeah. one. I know he did one. Yeah, with uh, William, uh, the guy that played the sheriff in Devil's Rejects, uh, William. Oh uh, God, I can't think of his name. Um, Forsyth. Yeah, yeah, William Forsyth. Yeah. yeah, he was he was on that episode. Was he? A, he played a great role in that. Man. Oh yeah, as, uh, he the really sheriff. Did man. <laughs> oh, one thing I was telling you guys, um, I just binge watched the Hannibal series. One thing that might sell it a little more is the third season. There was a couple episodes written by uh, Don Mancini. And really? Were like yeah, it was all the third season was like produced by him pretty much. Wow. Uh, yeah. The guy really? he's the, is he the creator of Child's Play? Child's Play. Yes. Oh, okay. They're about to come. I think there's a trailer yeah. coming out for the new series today. Oh, cool. Uh, the yeah. Child's Play? Oh, yeah, the new Child's new Play. Yeah, yeah, Brad Dorf's The Voice. He's back doing The Voice? Yeah, he's back oh, doing good. The Voice. Yeah, good. and, right. and uh, um, what's what's the one that played his wife? Um, that dumbass chick with the dumb vo- the voice that irritates the shit out of Tilly? Him. Jennifer Tilly. She's, she's <laughs> nice. too. She's going to be in it, too? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know if... Uh, that last one with Mark Hamill, uh, couldn't do it. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm such a fan. I love Mark I Hamill. Loved it. But I, I loved it, man. I'm sorry. You know it was, the, I, I'm a fan. The thing that I didn't like about it the most was like I almost felt a little bit like sympathetic for him. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. why won't you be my friend? Please be my friend. <laughs> I just love the part where he was choking that cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's me something and, wrong with me. Me and Sal joke about it all the time, but I love Brad Dourif. Just He's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. I love when Chucky swears. When he gets it's mad. Like, it's, it's so childish of me, but it makes me laugh every the, time. The face is... He would make. I think here's why. Okay, in 1987 when that came out, I was six years old. It was scary because they actually had a little person, a little Mike, dressed as. That's right, a little Mike. They had a little person a dressed as, uh, as as Chucky, and like in some of the shots, some of the scenes, it was a little person running around, and that's what made it scary to me. Come on, Mike Midget. 
Listen, Sal, if you don't talk PC, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> oh my Just god! Get all out of the way in one episode. He was a retarded midget. <laughs> 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 all right. Free speech jail. All oh, that's right. That's right. We're all gonna go in Facebook jail, right? It's 2021. Get with the times. What do you well, think you know of what? that, Tabitha Soren? <laughs> Tabitha Soren. What the fuck? That's <laughs> <laughs> old school, right there, man. <laughs> Tabitha Soren. Jesus. That's like 1994 <laughs> MTV right there. I won't be censored. Jesus Christ! You might as well. You might as well mention Kurt Loader. I had to go back in my who the fuck is <laughs> Okay, she did do some some like real world um, journalism though. Like th- there was this one uh, episode on MTV where they were showing uh, some kid get uh, getting jumped in by a gang. And she was there covering that. So, like, she she did some good journalism. But, yeah, she's like a VJ from MTV, right? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from, like, early And, 90s. again, we're jumping off the t- – and it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking earlier about Carpenter stuff. I saw a video not too long ago where someone compiled all this stuff about Tony Mor- Morgan. Have you seen any of this shit? Oh, you mean Tony or, Moran? Tony Moran. Yeah, who, who, the, yeah, who played the, Tom yeah, Morga, stuntman. They're both stuntman, but yeah. Tony Moran was only known for being in Halloween for, like, two seconds. Yeah, he was the guy. He's the guy. What do he do for two seconds? Okay, they pull the the mask off him in the first Halloween. So that wasn't the the actor. No, No, the actor is. There's about four or five people that actually played Michael in the first Halloween. Oh, I thought I thought it was only two. No, there was. uh, I thought I thought I thought it was Nick Castle and another. There was two stuntmen. One of them was Dick Warlock. Then there were the Tony Moran. Then there was uh, the little kid who played him in the beginning. Tommy Lee Wallace, who directed Part Three, was him during when they're in the closet and she stabs him with a coat hanger. Okay, that's Tommy Lee Wallace. There's why, a, there's why did a they few. do that? Why did they do that? You know, that was a low budget movie, man. I, like I understand, they had to I understand Carpenter the, had to use his friends. I know. I understand the 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 stunt man having mm-hmm. to replace Nick Castle, but then now you got three or four guys playing. You know, all of a sudden you see Nick, uh, you see the shape. You know, skinny. Then he gains a little weight. <laughs> then he's skinny. <laughs> then <Yeah>. he's short. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can say you can say the same thing about like. Then he's a midget. Friday yeah, I 13. said midget. <laughs> <laughs> but I bring it up because he was there was he released a huge video where he was backtracking after someone else put together this compilation of videos yeah. where he's just destroying everybody. He's like, oh, he's talking he shit about says, the fans. Taylor Maine is my bitch, and I was all these yeah. other motherfuckers. Oh, he called him a bitch like how many yeah. times? In Who, this yeah, video? He, says, he says John Carpenter sent me an invitation to watch the you know to see the the screening of the first Halloween. He's like. Fuck that! I, that movie su- was gonna suck. Who, threw, who said that? Tony trash. Moran. Tony, Tony Moran, Moran said that. Yeah. So all the these people asshole. started, you know, now that people have cell phones and everything, people are videotaping him saying this shit yeah. at. And he charges he charges a shit ton of money at conventions yeah. too. Are you serious? And he's been in Halloween for two seconds. That's all he's known for is his whole fucking career. His sister's Aaron Moran from Happy Days. But I mean, yeah, you, you're gonna charge people. You're gonna ask people for twenty five, fifty bucks for a film you've been in for two fucking seconds. And you'd barely even see your face. Wow. There's, Go there's fuck yourself. Where you, they release videos where he's on there saying, these people are fucking idiots for asking for my <laughs> yeah, autograph. He talks shit about fans. He talks shit about the franchise. Wow. The guy's a total yeah. dickhead. And he still but, does conventions. Oh, yeah. He needs his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. So on behalf of the last three rows of horror, Tony Moran. Suck your own dick. <laughs> <laughs>
We coming for you. People don't know if people don't know what that's from, you have to watch the Jason Statham movie Wrath of Man. It's the greatest movie. He hunts this guy down and po- Statham, he po- Post oh, Malone. He hunts Post Malone down. He's like, "Tell me what I want to know." Post Malone goes, "Suck my dick." He goes, "Suck your own dick." Greatest movie moment. I I hate I hate with a passion. I hate Jason Statham, but I might have oh, to watch that. Come on. Oh, fuck him, come bald on. asshole. Fuck him. <laughs> him and his stupid fucking accent. <laughs> oh, Jason Statham. <laughs> I'm dark and brooding. <laughs> fuck him. He doesn't know martial arts. Kiss my ass. He knows as much martial arts as probably like Bruce Willis, okay? Mike, is, is your cholesterol off today? <laughs> Get a little mad here, Sal, all right? I'll fight them all. Fucking Jason Statham. <laughs> Tabitha Soren. Tabitha Soren and Jason Statham. She wouldn't, Fuck she wouldn't like the way you're talking, mister. Yeah. <laughs> why why Tabitha Soren? Like, I, I don't know. It just, came, it just, it popped, just popped in your head. Huh? I don't know. Maybe it was the Tabitha, Viking. if you're Maybe out there the somewhere, I, took, I don't know. We love you. Cell <laughs> really loves you, and we're still thinking Dude, of you. You hang around my nephew for lunch. This kid's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me laughing so hard in the car. I, 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 my eyes were tearing up, and I almost got into an accident. And that's a true story. <laughs> He's like, Unk, watch it! (laughs) He almost got us killed. (laughs) Don't crash the car. Dude, I thought I was Burt Reynolds. Smokey! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know what what more I could say about uh, conventions. It's just that if you're going to attend, bring money and lower your expectations because you you don't know what you're going to walk into. But try not to be overwhelmed and uh, try not to be starstruck. And if you're going to go a whole weekend, you're probably going to get bored by the second day. You could see a whole convention in just a few hours. You really don't have to stay the weekend. Unless you want to, to do other things. Like, let's say you're going out of state to see a convention. Or if you work all year and this is your one weekend uh, off, you want to stay at a convention, go do it. But just saying, it's you're not going to have the same experience as, as everybody else. I, I get you with that because when I went to, to Day to Dead, I went. We got there really late, and we, you know, we still we stood overnight, and that was a big problem because I was almost kind of rushed out of there. Mm-hmm. I wish that wouldn't happen, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, just get there early and <laughs> spend the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually those things open at like 10 a.m. on well, a on well, Saturday. Well, your goddamn aunt didn't want to get up early enough. <laughs> you leave her behind. <laughs> and, uh, Have fun. At most conventions, like uh, if you go like on a Saturday, you usually see like because there'll be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday is, I think, always the best day to go because there's uh, a, a lot of events. The panels can be really fun. You learn a lot watching the panels too. The panel right. discussions. Right. Sometimes they they'll do screenings. Um, sometimes they show documentaries. That's, that's what I wasn't expecting. I worked the uh, C2E2 convention in Chicago here, mm-hmm. and I wasn't expecting there to be so many, I mean, what we call breakout rooms in yeah. business or whatever, but, you know, separate offshoots where they're showing movies or doing commentary on certain things or yeah. showing trailers for well, upcoming stuff. You know what's a big thing at, at conventions now is podcasts. Yeah. People will record them. Could be a good idea for us one of these days. Not bad. Go re- go record one in front of an audience, like maybe at a bar, or uh, D Williams. At a convention. Yeah, <laughs> D Wallace. I don't know why I keep saying Williams? D Wallace. <laughs> I love D Wallace. I will stick up for D Wallace. <laughs> I'm 
I'm gonna show up in his shirt in the D Wallace line. That's what D Wallace. <laughs> I'm here to cre- I'm here to creep out D Wallace. That's what it says on the shirt. Could you, could you hear? Would somebody take that little dumbass out yeah. of the line? <laughs> I was telling Sal in the car. I, I, somebody I bounce her. him. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. We we got to bring up my girl. What about Danielle Harris? What oh, about man. Let me let me let me let me let me say She's this. Awesome. Let me, things about her. She's I, awesome. you, you know what? Do you really? Let me let me let me ask you this. Uh you can't tell me like somebody that's like in her her caliber, you know, cuz I, I think she's such a sexy girl, woman, I'm sorry. Um the women of of horror. Do you feel like some of them really get creeped out because they don't want to they don't want to like Mike said before, they they don't want to that you poor putting, woman. You putting her arm around them, or yeah. or can I kiss your cheek? I mean, uh, etiquette. Yeah, there's there's, there's so got to be etiquette at, at some of these things. It's just like have you have you seen people with no etiquette at all? Just figure they could put their arm around her. Oh yeah, like taking liberties. I'm sure it's happened. Poor woman. She had a problem with stalkers when she was younger. Like really, really bad, really bad. Yeah, and I think there's even. There might be YouTube videos out there, like documentaries or like Inside Edition specials that they've <coughs> done on her, where you know she's learned how to defend herself, and she's a petite woman. Yeah, she's small. She might be little. She might be below five feet tall. Yeah. Uh, but the last conventions I've seen her at, she usually brings her husband, her kids. Right. So they're all like sitting there behind her, right. like they get to hang out all day, as she's meeting the guests. But, but that's uh, got to be hard, Mike. That's oh gonna yeah. Be hard. If you if you know you see a fan and they're they're starstruck, even somebody my age. You know, I'd be like, ah, you know, I mean, you know, you, you, you almost like want to hold her hand or, or, you know, put your arm around their shoulder or something like that. Can they take a picture now? You know, it, it kind of de- depends on, <clears throat> what, number one, what you're asking for. Yeah. And how comfortable they are if they don't mind, uh, uh, say, like a hug. Yeah. Or a handshake or, or whatever. Like, uh, okay, I did this once with no intention of creeping this woman out, but uh, there's an actress named Erin Brown. Also known as Misty Monday. <laughs> it just started sounded like it was gonna go so wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I did this with no intentions of being arrested. Mike, no, was no, it no. D. Wallace again? No, no. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay, the whole the whole the whole terrifier thing with you, it's gonna be D. Wallace with Oh, me, you right? bastard. Yeah. You bastard with the terrifier. <laughs> no, no, no. This uh B movie actress, Aaron Brown, her uh, another uh, alter ego, I guess, is Misty Monday. She's done a ton of these Skinamax flicks, okay? She was in this really bad one called uh, Spider Babe, okay? Sp- Spider Babe. It's one of these, like, midnight jerk-off Cinemax films, okay? Kind of like Emmanuel. Yeah. Queen of the Galaxy. This, uh, Emmanuel was, like, made in, like, Europe and, like, cool shit. This is, like, is, I mean, these movies are garbage that she's been in. But she's been in a ton of, like, these low-budget B-movie slashers. So she was at Fangoria one year. And uh, I think I... I, pff, I somehow made it through spider babe like i don't know why i watched it but it was on late at night anyway so i go up to her at a convention i say you know hey nice to meet you i was like oh you looked great in spider babe that's all i that it was nothing like oh my god you're so sexy i want your body it wasn't nothing like that all i said was hey you looked great in spider babe and she kind of gave me this look like okay like she didn't want to (laughs) even She wanted to avoid the question and just she didn't even want to like talk about it. So I was like, oh, maybe right. it's like one of those things she was. Down so on I have a, I do have a, do that movie for, <laughs> so for I do have a picture with her, and in the picture she kind of looks like she's squirming. Really? Yeah. And I, I had no intention of like creeping her out, but 
Yeah, it's not I'm, even I'm, I'm biting my tongue on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wore that tape out. <laughs> <laughs> Boner Jam's 04. <laughs> There's this great scene. Oh, my God. Mike, were you playing with the on TV box with a screwdriver trying to get that those things oh, in better? We had the, we had the black box back in the day. Oh yeah, Dad got Dad got like uh, Spice Channel and Stars and Cinemax. Oh boy, have you, I mean, Crazy. do you, do you know anybody that would actually rent a porn from like a mom and pop video store? I knew a guy in high school that did that. I was like, dude, you're you're actually, wrong. Yeah, my buddy, my first roommate, my buddy, we did. Someone broke into our apartment and a bunch of stuff. They took, they took the porn. <laughs> 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 he, he had to tell the he had damn to tell, it. He had to tell the police officer right there. He's like, they stole a couple videotapes because he was checking. He needs to get a ticket or something, yeah. so they'll charge him. <laughs> Fucking porn tapes, DVDs back then, sixty dollars, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on the hook for like four hundred dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> the cop was like, oh, Jenna Jameson's in that one. I'm like, I'm like, this guy knows his fucking knows, porn titles. He knows. This He's been behind the beaded curtain. He knows. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, okay, I used to love going into like mom and pop video stores back in the day, and if they had a beaded curtain, you were like, this is awesome, because it would be like horror or porn. <laughs> you go back there, you just your eyes would have a feast. I know, because once in a while I'd get lost in the porn section. <laughs> And when I seen this old granny one with chains, or I oh wait a minute, what? I, never mind, never mind. <laughs> oh man! For those of you that grew up in West Lawn on the southwest side of Chicago on 63rd and Pulaski, there was a mom and pop video store called Banks Video, and they had the best shit and like the best prices, and they did not care if you were under 18. You can go in there and rent R-rated horror films all the time. I did. The guy never would ask for ID, but they, yeah. That answers a lot of questions. I know, I know. <laughs> like, in, in one weekend, I think me and my buddies, we rented, like, all seven of the uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night sequels. Oh, and, okay, and we watched, like, all of them in one weekend and just wasted our brain cells. I, I don't, I, you know what? I almost decided to do that and binge watch, uh, what is it, Massacre, Massacre Slumber Party? Slumber Party Slumber Massacre, Party Massacre. <laughs> yeah. and and what you in Silent Night the oh first one is great Slumber is Party Massacre is it they they get cheesier the second one is so cheesy the guy has a guitar that has a drill on the end and he's like uh, <laughs> you guys want to get wet <laughs> love it heavy metal and horror in the eighties like there were some gems you ever see Trick or Treat yeah oh, oh I love yeah. Trick or Treat is yeah. awesome I love Trick or Treat that one's good or, what, or uh, what, what about your what about your favorite Mike uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp <laughs> Well, was there? Was, well, it really wasn't like heavy metal in, oh in that movie. God. No, I'm just talking about. The oh, sleep oh. oh, God. Chick with the dick. Yeah, Felissa Rose. Oh, she's at a lot of conventions, and she's awesome. You, you know what? I even even now, that movie was garbage. <laughs> but when they finally showed Yen where she had a pee pee, yeah. and she's. <laughs> Dude, that freaked the shit out of me. <laughs> you know? Wow. Because yeah. I think I dated her once. But yeah, right. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you that wish. Sound like a good story. She's 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 a beautiful you woman. Got, you got crying gamed. Sal <laughs> 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 shed a single tear, but that's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> a different podcast. Oh my god. Oh. Poor Felissa Rose. Oh. Sorry. Imagine her like she's maybe like 14, 15 when when she made that. She goes into like high school and college and she's known for being in what, that was movie. Was she was she 14, 15? She was probably like 13, 14 when she wow. made that. And you know, in college or whatever, like if people recognized her, they'd be like, "Oh, you had a dick." 
I don't know I, what what kind of like the movie Teeth. How would you like to be? <laughs> how would you like to be known? Teeth as, is awesome. As the girl with the crotch with teeth in it. Oh my god. <laughs> That movie's fucking crazy. What are they crazy. called? Vagina dentata or something? Cheech Marin would say, she got a scary oh, pussy. Yeah. Snapping <laughs> pussy. Pussy, pussy, pussy lovers. <laughs> penny <laughs> for a pussy sale. <laughs> <laughs> if you find one piece of pussy for a penny, <laughs> fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> so what were you, th- yeah. Just uh, I don't know. One last question: What do you think you would? What would be your pitch to kind of get someone who wouldn't normally go to a horror convention to a horror convention? Like, what do you, okay, what do you think you've would got appeal to them. You've got a vendor area that sells the kind of stuff that you personally would wear, stuff that you personally would collect, and the people that you know go to this convention that convene are your type of people. They love the same films you do. They have the same amount as fandom or more that you do for these films and actors, this and that. So it's, okay, if you're you're socially awkward and you're not comfortable in your own skin, you might have a hard time going to these things. But if you're enthusiastic about the genre, like we all are, they're a great time. Um, You got the film fests. You've got the contests. And it's great people watching, too. Like, there are some freaks that go to these things. Oh, yeah. But these guys that make their own costumes from, like, by hand, amazing. That's what I was going to say, though. I think that's one of the coolest things I've known about C2E2 is just some of these costumes yeah. this guy got. One of the coolest ones I've seen was this guy dressed up like, uh, was it Papa Emeritus from Ghost? Yeah. Or, yeah. That was so cool. I was like, nice. I had to go up to him and just be like, dude, that is the coolest fucking thing I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. I didn't even know about Ghost back then. I was like, who the I fuck saw, are I think you, I, dude? Like, yeah. what movie are you from? He's like, no, Ghost, dude. I'm like, ah. Yeah. From Sweden. Yeah. Um, I think at C2E2 once I saw the whole, um, oh, God, what are they called? Seventh Heaven from The Last Dragon. Show enough. And, the, and oh, you know, okay. uh, all, like uh, <laughs> this badass karate team, you know, they were all dressed like the, the from the movie. And this black, tall black dude. Oh, the last dragon. Yeah, he was showing off the, yeah. the What's grand, the grand master. <laughs> yeah. Who's the master? Showing off. Right. <laughs> they were all there. That was pretty neat. But yeah, they're a good time. So if you've never been, I suggest you at least try it once to say you've gone to a convention. But coming up, uh, I, I should get paid for doing this. The last weekend in July, uh, I think it's July 30th, 31st, August 1st. Hyatt O'Hare, Rosemont, Illinois, Flashback Weekend. Go to flashbackweekend.com. You'll see who's going to be there and all the events. You'll probably see me there, so take it easy, folks. <laughs> be, like, be like a radio convention. Come on down and kick my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf Manger. He's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and, and, and wait a minute. Can I say one thing before we wrap up? Yeah. If you two assholes don't stop scaring the shit out of me with the terrifier, <laughs> I'm going to pee on Bodius. <laughs> Art the Clown haunts your dreams. Oh, boy. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is the last three rows of horror podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye. Later.